Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday, January 14th, and it's time for 10 Dozen Minutes of Chicken Skullhead with Chicken Skullhead. Uh, for the purposes of this show, I will be Mr. Skullhead, and I'm going to give Jake a call right now. Hello, sir. Hey, buddy. Sorry about the issues there. Uh, no, it was super minor. I just got the handoff when you said, hey... So I just let the song play, and off we went. Oh, check it out. Skype on my telephone just tells me that it has two new events, but it doesn't tell me what either of them is. Yeah, so my girlfriend used my laptop and logged into her Skype, and so I guess that that Skype account that I have is just gone forever, the one that I've (laughs) been using for all of these years, because none of my email addresses are apparently the email address associated with it. Oh, my. Although my real uh, my real email address has the Skype account that I've logged into right now and two Skype accounts that are demonstrably just not mine mm-hmm. associated with it. Huh. I don't know. So that's pretty fun. So you can't... Uh, I mean, you could hit the password recover, but you don't know where it would send the thing, so... Well, no. It does, when you hit the password recover, it asks you for an email address. Oh. You can't You can't do a password recovery with just an account name, apparently. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so I don't fucking know. I don't know. Some account I gave them ten dollars so that I would be able to use the use Skype while I was in Europe last time. Right. Uh, and I don't think it was this account. Maybe they just. I think maybe they just. This machine ate my quarter. It ate my forty quarters. I How's it going, Mister Scully? I don't think I nobody could cares about my Skype difficulties, with which is what I call difficulties with Skype. I had to jog up the stairs during that song because I realized that I had recorded new bumps for Har Show Hot Dog, but I had done it upstairs, so the microphone was still upstairs. <laughs> I was just okay. like looking around going, okay, in two minutes, I'm going to look right here at this microphone and then say, oh, right. How did the, how did the bumps go? Were they good? Were they bumping? They're good burps. I put the uh, the regular hot dog riff in a minor key and then played it on a pipe organ. Not, not an actual pipe organ, but a virtual pipe organ. And then added some spooky sound effects. So, What do you have for virtual pipe organ? Uh, just like a Casio keyboard with a Ooh. pipe organ setting. Is that, is that a thing that is your kid's or is that a thing that is yours? It was uh, Vaginal Blood Farts kid. Kids. Oh. You know, I have a Casio keyboard from the late 80s. Well, I should say I had a Casio keyboard from the late 80s that apparently I have lost at some point in some move from house to house. Hmm. I've lost two things, and they are both things that I tend to keep under beds. Um, So you think that somebody's coming to your house and just stealing things that are under your bed? That's all? Could be. I also uh, haven't checked under my bed. Right. So that might be it. Uh, no, I lost um I had a I had a big roll up of all of the posters that I had accumulated for my entire life. Mm. Uh the now it's just gone. That's weird. And it sucks. Uh so, among the posters that I lost were a couple of like uh just like reproduction bullfight posters that my dad had had when he was in college that I had been taking with me from house to house. Uh yeah, that makes me sad. And that Casio keyboard. It it had a dust cover. And it had a, it had a sort of a uh, power supply that didn't really work because the thing was kind of bent. It you know, tends to be the way stuff such gets. Things. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, anyway, I have no idea. I don't know if it was in, like, Disco Banjo's house and it got demolished or repossessed or something. I don't know. My sister borrowed my keyboard when we lived together, and then when I moved out, she kind of kept it, and then when I asked about it later, she claims that she's never heard of it. So Oh. It mm. wasn't, wasn't the best keyboard, you know? It wasn't a, a huge loss, but... I was still, come on, man. Well, so didn't you have... Am I thinking of somebody else that had, like, one of the full-size, like, actual weighted keys? I had that for a little while. Picked it up at a yard sale really cheap and then sold it when I moved to Flagstaff. Mmm. I like those things. Yeah, I mean, now I just have a piano in my house. Much like yeah. you do. Yeah, but a piano is not a, also a guitar. Did true. I don't know a lot about music theory, but I do know that. Right. What have you been up to, Mr. Scullet, besides recording bumps for horror show hot dogs? Ermagerd, the Verms. I, uh, it hasn't been a week. It's been a week. Whenever I say bumps, you just keep saying, oh, because of the, because of the provenance of that meme in Ermagerd, Gerst Burms. Right, right. Because bumps. bumps. I see. Lovely lady lumps. Uh, we saw Wreck-It Ralph this week. Hey, so did I. Went to the uh, local New Hope Cinema Grill so we could have dinner and watch the movie at the same time. And brought the boy. Did you like Wreck-It so that, Ralph? That grill, was the, that grill was the first one that they built, but then later on they changed their mind and decided that it was actually the fourth one. Yeah, retroactively. They built three more shitty ones in, in yeah. near proximity. Yeah. Um, what, did, what did you think? They made, well, they made they made one. They made another one. The second one they made was actually really good, and the third one was pretty good. But all their desserts are just like garbage, and, uh, and then they opened three shitty ones. Right. What? Yeah. See, because everybody says that the Ewoks are stupid, but whatever. Uh, I I have absolutely nothing bad to say about Wreck It Ralph. Like I fucking loved that movie. I did enjoy the shit out of it. Start to finish. Yep, I enjoyed the shit out of it too. So did the boy. So, uh, it was a win all the way around. I bet he didn't get most of the video games jokes. He didn't, but he he said the people in it were very funny. He didn't give as good a review as Matt's son did, which was it had funny parts, it had sad parts, it had happy parts. Anytime we go to see a movie, can we go see this one? Huh, that's pretty good. To which Matt responded, yes. Because he thought it was pretty awesome, too. So now you just have to see that movie over and over again. I like that Adam Carolla was a voice in it. That was was pretty good. Was he now? Yeah, he was one of the cops. Oh, he was either Winchell or Duncan. Yeah. I enjoyed the, uh, the comic relief from Firefly doing his best impersonation of the Mad Hatter from the Alice in Wonderland cartoon from long ago. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. You know, something that something that I kind of wanted th- this is a this is a, a, a one of those things where you're going to tell me why this is crazy. Right. Uh, but it seems but it seems like a like a thing that I actually wanted to have. I I kind of I I guess the reason that you can't do this is because you cannot allow the lovable uh, 
little girl character to like not win in the end right like I kind of wish that the king had not been a villain yeah right I when I when when he comes and he delivers that speech to to Ralph where he explains like no I mean it's gonna fuck everything up like this is just the way that it is right I wish that that had been honest so because yeah, it, it is interesting if that's true yeah it it is because it's like oh wow this sucks and there's not really anybody to be mad at right but then it just gets it then it just gets all storybook you know which in, is exactly the, what uh, small children want from their movies is a little bit of nihilistic hopelessness but they could have still overcome they could have overcome the nature of it without needing this guy to have been lying about being a good guy I guess hmm Although I thought it was clever that they had that they had placed that going turbo thing earlier so that yeah. it made sense for, for why he was doing what he was doing. And I didn't figure that out until pretty much the reveal, which I thought was pretty clever. Yeah, I didn't I didn't either. I mean I I, I figured that something was gonna happen. Right. Because of the number of t- the number of times that they used that phrase. And I thought the first time I was like Uh, Was that just like a throwaway joke because there was a Street Fighter character on screen? Or maybe like a Street Fighter character was the one who said it to begin with. Yeah, are you going turbo? It was like, are you just making a joke about how Street Fighter Turbo Edition was bad or something? I mean, I don't know anything about Street Fighter, so that might not be true, but... But then they kept bringing it up, and then they explained it. But yeah, I I didn't get it until... I didn't get it until it was revealed either. And I just... I, like... Do you, do you think that it is somehow a vital ingredient in a children's story that there be a, a just like unambiguously evil bad guy? No, I don't think so. A lot of the Miyazaki ones are not they don't have a bad guy at all really. I I mean it's a harder story to write. Right, like, well, the king is not a bad guy either, but circumstances have just conspired to make it so that this character can't ever have their dream. So then you have to figure out how to make everybody end up feeling good still, because it's a kids' movie, you know. Well, I mean, you can pull well, a you can pull a Hunchback of Notre Dame, like Disney had. Quasimodo just doesn't get the girl and has to realize that not getting the girl is fine. Because otherwise, yeah, his options are limited. Yeah, I mean, I knew I liked that movie. I wouldn't have been able to remember why, but that sounds like it's probably it. Right. I, but I don't, like, I'm not saying that I wish that the movie had a sad ending. Sure. Which is what I normally say, right? I mean, I get that a kid's movie has to be hopeful, but, but like, I guess it, it disappointed me that they're like, okay, well, so this character, it seems like it had, like, it had a little bit of the Star Wars prequel issue where kids are really going to like the king, but then, no, it turns out he's a liar and the bad guy, right? And they don't set him up to be the bad guy. That didn't that didn't bother Ollie, though. He was just like, oh, okay, so this guy was hiding something all along. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe he's just like, oh, the king is now this big bug looking thing cool (laughs) right yeah I mean I don't 
I don't remember enough of seeing kids' movies when I was a kid to know whether any of it connected to anything at all. Right. Which is why part of me feels like it doesn't really matter if it has a sad ending. You know, if it has a sad ending accompanied by some different minor victory for some minor character and a triumphant flourish of trumpets, right? I don't know that a kid is going to know the difference. <laughs> right? But... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they, there's any number of things that they could have done to make that okay, right? They could have... Because what they what they set up was that, well, players won't like her, and so they will assume that the game is broken. But if players did like her, then they would not assume that the game was broken and it would be popular. Well, so I they, think could have just, more that... they could have just had the good outcome, right? They could have snuck into the race... And the king could have been sad instead of trying to kill them. To me, that's kind of a less interesting story, though. Because then the king doesn't really have any dimension. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like... That, liar, that... liar, who is unambiguously evil, is a dimension. But that, I mean, that's kind of my complaint about this, is like... But he's uh, not unambiguously evil, right? He's a character from an old game that the game he got phased out by a new game tried to take over the new game and it went poorly for him so he's still trying to recapture his glory like he has a motivation for what he's doing yeah. he's not just an evil okay okay evil i mean guy. i guess i guess that that reveal was such a surprise that i in thinking about the story for the most part i do not think of those two characters as being the same character right um but that's what makes the whole thing work. Is that he he managed to hide out in this new game and set him like reprogram the entire game to make him the hero of it, which he hadn't had since the '80s. So it it has that like fear of obsolescence thing going on that the rest of the games have been suffering from. Yeah, I, I thought it worked pretty well. But you know, I'm a sucker for a big happy ending. I thought this story had a, enough twists in it, though, that it wasn't just plot beat, plot beat, plot beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, it was very, like, I, I don't want any of the stuff that I'm saying to come across as, you know, like, thinking that it should have been something that it wasn't. I just, I was hoping in the middle of it, I was like, wow, that, that is actually a tough problem that was just described that that's neat yeah right this is this is like this is a this is a situation that is not about like oh no the the werewolf is going to kill us this is more of a you know like oh no the werewolf is our daughter <laughs> or something right i mean which is which is i i think like g grim and intractable and also a more interesting problem to have yeah in a story for me it was enough that that was the problem for 10 minutes of the movie's runtime oh yeah where they, they all got to see how they felt about that and how they were going to deal with it and then it was like oh we don't have to deal with that we can have giant bugs and Jane Lynch being awesome instead yep I I can't tell how I feel about her hmm I, I think in a lot of stuff, I don't think her shtick is all that funny. You know, she's she's got she's got a note that she plays, and 
I often don't like it. I thought she was funny in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. See, before Glee, she wasn't getting hired to be Sue Sylvester, her Glee character and everything. So, mm-hmm. like, she's in Julie and Julia. And is unrecognizable and just kind of a, a good actress playing a role. Which half is she in? She's in the Julia half. She's the sister. I couldn't tell which one you said. Oh, she's in the Julia Child part. Okay. Oh, well, that's good, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at before Glee got big, she's... She's cast as different characters. I think now that when somebody casts her, they just want her to be Sue Sylvester. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, uh, being unfamiliar with Glee as I am, except for... Yeah, I, I, like I guess I already had that impression of her. So when my girlfriend was watching Glee in the other room, and I was just hearing parts of it, and I swear to God, occasionally just begging her to put on headphones <laughs> because it was fucking killing me to listen to that garbage. I, I don't doubt that there is something in there for somebody to like, but boy, is it not me. Yeah. Except for the occasional episode that she hated, and I was like, you know, this one actually sounds kind of good. <laughs> you know, like, oh, they're just singing Michael Jackson songs. That's pretty cool. Anyway. Um, I, uh, yeah, but I thought I thought she was yeah. pretty good in this. I, I, I Like, the idea of writing a bunch of dialogue like a foul-mouthed, embittered soldier would write and then just, like, converting it to kid-friendly language nominally but not at all in spirit yeah. is is something that just delights me. <laughs> or was it Armageddon and the Apocalypse had a had a baby and it's an ugly yeah, it's something like that. Just gave birth and it's an ugly baby. Jesus. <sighs> like yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I was reading the trivia page on IMDb about it and they said that they had tried to do it keeping the art styles of the different characters yeah, yeah, and not not sort of not sort of like, but like Wreck It Ralph was actually just like you know a twenty four by twenty four sprite, um, but that they just couldn't they couldn't make a relatable character. Yeah, like that. It did. It bothered me a little bit that all of the minor characters from the Fix It Freddy video game had a really small number of animation frames. Oh, I, I mean, I get that so it was like cool. a gag. Yeah, I thought that was really great. Hey. It just it looked it looked weird because he didn't and Freddy didn't. Right? And so Felix did, yeah. He would sorry. Felix would occasionally strike those poses. Sometimes, yeah, but yeah. not all the time the way that like the martini making guy did. Well, yeah, your supporting cast is only going to have like two frames of animation while your main character might have six or eight. Sure, sure. Like Mario has but, Mario can do more things than a Goomba. I, yes, I, I look. I, I I know I know that. I get I get <laughs> it. Right, and it was only because they were minor characters. But it, it like it had this like incongruously spooky like stop action vibe to it. That that just I don't know. It made me kind of uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> It did look a little weird. Now, bet if I was watching it in 3D, I would have been freaked out by it because I'm already, my eyes are already on fuck you mode when I'm watching 3D. But we didn't see any of that nonsense. 
I don't know how I didn't either. I like I don't think that I will ever voluntarily see a movie in 3D if there is another option. Yeah, me too. Like, you know, unless unless I am told that I am in for another experience akin to Jackass 3D, which would absolutely not have been the same hmm. without it. But that's also not a movie that it's a series of, you know, reality show segments. But anyway. Tron Legacy, the 3D was worth having. Uh, I saw that. That's the last movie I saw in 3D. And I saw mm-hmm. it in like IMAX 3D, I think. Uh, no, I'm certain. I don't know why I said I think. I had a hard time. I mean, partially, I think, because the screen was way too large for your field of vision. Right. Because it was IMAX and I got seated pretty close because the theater was full. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it made the 3D, like, the 3D only worked at whatever part of the screen I was looking at, and it was really disorienting. I think usually what gets me with the 3D is I go the entire time, and I'm going, okay, so I paid, like, $3 extra for the 3D, and I'm never quite sure that I have the glasses on right, so I better close one eye and see if it looks different and make sure that, I, that I've got everything set up right. And just the entire movie, I'm going, is it in 3D? Maybe, but is it in 3D enough? Is it, what's the difference? If I close one eye, is it the same? Yeah, so I'm too neurotic for 3D, apparently. And I just have the thing where it just everything looks ghostly and fake. Hmm. You know, you can just sort of see through it. And I've talked to, I've talked to, uh, to, to Hot Stuff and Riff about, this is why I just never turn on the 3D on my 3DS, because it's like, oh, okay, now everything is a fucked up ghost. And none of them none of the two of them agree with that assessment. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, but okay. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to say Maybe. that I'm not going to say that you're wrong. Uh, I have no idea what Oh, I mean, about. I definitely experienced it that way and experiences can't be wrong, Mr. Skullhead. They That's can right. only be uh homosexual, much like little miss. They can't be wrong. Much like little what's? Much like little miss. They can't be wrong. Oh yes, that's yes. a spin doctor's little, little joke. Miss uh, from that spin doctor's album. That's <laughs> yes. that's a well, that's an evergreen reference. Hmm. That's a pretty good song, though. Yeah, I wonder what she was gonna do to get into another one of these here rock and roll songs because apparently it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I guess she would have had to sell more copies of her first one. <laughs> uh. Oh man, did you hear about uh, Planet Gay Concentration Camp controversy? No, I missed that one. So, uh, Star Wars, Star Wars: The Old Republic is uh, adding a new planet, and it's like, and it's just like a paid expansion. After they went free to play, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know how much it costs, but it's like, you know, give us ten dollars, and then you can go to this new planet. Uh, oh, and by the way, this planet has something that uh, some people have been asking for for a really long time, which is uh, the ability to have a same-sex romantic relationship with the, the characters that you meet there. And the media has turned this into Star Wars The Old Republic devs introduce a gay planet where the only gay people in the whole universe are all confined to one planet. <laughs> and Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Good times, you know, and and so it, it, it's it, it is. Here, here is a question, Mister Skullhead. 
this is a question from me to you. Sure. Have you ever learned anything or been in any way edified by reading the comments on a news or blog post on the internet? No, not even a little bit. Because I think that I have, but whenever somebody brings up the argument that it is impossible and that you should always just ignore the comments of everything always, I, I sometimes... There will, I will occasionally see a photograph posted to Reddit, and I will want to know what it, what is this a photograph? Like, where is this place? Yeah, like the reference or the. Yeah, and I will, and I will go into the comments, and someone will is. will know what movie you know, that Jeff of boobs is from. Yeah, they will answer. They will answer the question, and then maybe I will find something interesting. Like you know, I found it. I saw a GIF of a man. Uh, being being sliced into pieces along uh, straight lines, all cube like, and I said, "What? I wonder where that's from." And I went into the comments, and it turns out it was from a ten minute short film about a, a guy who compulsively avoided cracks on the sidewalk because the world might slide abruptly and slice him along where the crack is. And it, uh, did that happen? Oh, it does a lot. I mean, it's in his imagination, right? You know. It's. I, I think it's a. It, the 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 video takes place. It's called uh, Dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's French, so it's called Ten. Uh, but it's a, he's in therapy, and the therapist just keeps making him imagine stepping on cracks, and his imagination keeps spiraling out of control with all the horrific things it's doing to his body. Yeah. Um. Like. I would like to say that the level of discourse in the comments on Metafilter is sometimes enlightening, but oh. I almost always read it for the same reason that I would read an account of a fatal car accident. Yeah, you tend to go see to go to Metafilter just for the the like arguments about toilet paper or abortion or both. Well, sure. Right, with, uh, man. Whether it's polite to clean up an abortion with toilet paper, they, you know. So, so sometimes, I, sometimes I definitely will. Like if I see an article that is, you know, that is about uh, privilege or homophobia or 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 misogyny or something, then then I will, I will delight in the outrage that gets spewed. And I, and I and I think that may, maybe maybe it is possible that. Being exposed to so much outrage on every side of every potentially outrage-causing issue has cemented a moderate stance into my mind, just as a as a series of very short cautionary tales. Uh-huh. Right, like I don't ever want to sound like this guy about anything. Right. So I should maybe try to moderate my more extreme opinions or at least shut up about them (laughs) that's another option yeah you don't have to moderate them in your brain just as they interact with the world Mm. um but yeah I don't know man I was uh, you know in reading reading a comments right before the show I was reading a comments thread on uh 
I don't know, Kotaku or something about this gay Star Wars planet controversy. And uh, it was just depressing. You know, every once in a while, you find somebody explaining what's really going on, and you think, yeah, there you go. Somebody stepped in and said the thing that I would say if I was talking to these people, but they don't listen yeah, to that. The like, if they, were the kind of person, if they were the kind of person that cared what was actually going on, they would know what was actually going on. Yeah. Right? And probably they are not the kind of person that would say the things that they are shitting into this comment thread. Yeah, I kind of... I feel the same way about arguing on Facebook, which I have to do occasionally, because I I have a, a problem, a mental problem, that when somebody I respect posts something that I know is not true, I have to say something about it. So... You know, when, like, my buddy who owns a bunch of guns posts the, like, eighth fucking link about how Hitler took away everybody's guns first, or about how no bad man has, no good person has ever done anything bad with a gun, then I have to, or that the UK has more crime than the US because they don't have guns, then I have to go look it up and say, like, actually, it's this. And it never changes anybody's mind. Like, okay, well whatever liberal like i know we can still hang out i was i was both sad and and glad that there was such a period of us not doing any shows uh when everybody was talking about gun control yeah i listened to uh i listened to a lot of the uh, press conference today but i did not listen to the part of it if there was a part of it where he started talking about that stuff yeah i hadn't heard it yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, really I think care. the long, the long and short of our disagreements about about a lot of this stuff is that, like, I I feel that the problem is impossibly complicated. Yeah, you I know? don't. I don't feel that it's simple either. I I think the difference between the two of us is just that I don't understand even wanting to own a gun sure and it, but but i think that, but i think even that is a little bit of a distraction because it doesn't the fact is that they're already all out there yeah right even if even if you never made another one it would still basically be an unsolvable problem i got to thinking about it i mean like let's say let's say that drastic times which i believe these are not but sure. let's say that drastic times called for drastic measures and they they just said all right well guns are guns are illegal now turn in your guns i would not and that makes me that makes me feel like data vortex all right um which i generally don't uh, f- well you know probably on a gut level i do feel the same way that the data vortex feels about a lot of stuff right I have to. I have to admit that it, it just. Well, I don't know. Would you think? Would you think that I was a bad guy if they if they made? I mean, they're just not going to do this because situations like mine are pretty much why they can't. Yeah. But but if they just said, "All right, nobody's allowed to own guns anymore," and I did not trot out all of my dad's guns and throw them into big gunfire. Which that's super fucking dangerous. Whose idea was that? Yeah, man. Um, would you would you think that I was a bad guy? 
Like, how how would you feel about I, my decision to to do that? I would think it unreasonable to ask everybody to to just throw all their guns away, regardless. So I wouldn't think it unreasonable to go against that. I mean, like my position on guns has to has evolved in the past five or six years, and it has to because it's like only going from like only crazy paranoid rednecks and gangbangers own guns what the fuck and then seeing how many of my friends are are into the guns i have to go well okay apparently people who are smart and or not going to commit crimes enjoy these things so how do do you think some of that is from you just moving to the midwest or no because it's like it's neil in flagstaff and Bart and Phoenix. I just didn't know that a bunch of my friends were super into guns until they started posting random shit from the NRA. Yeah. And to me, it's like, you feel how you feel about the issue, but I won't take somebody's argument that I've checked out and know to be false and use it to make a point. And every time I get an article that I want to make a point, that I want to use to back up a point, I'm going to check and see that it's not bullshit. Yeah. And I don't understand, like, I understand the the crazy conservative Christians on my parents' side of the family posting random shit without checking it out. Like, knee-jerk reaction is all about what conservative Christianity is, but people who I think are smart, like, does it not bother you that this isn't true? And the answer is no. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I think that's sort of the problem with the world, right? right? Which is that it doesn't matter what the truth is. It only matters how the mob feels about it. Right. Right, because in this town, they make the rules. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that, that, is a, that is a very uncharitable way of looking at humanity. But I, I am just becoming more and more convinced that it's true. And that it fucking sucks because it is it is as i feared and it, it that that a that a representative a representative democracy is a device for placing the best liars in charge yeah and that fucking sucks and you know i, I like when i listened today to obama describing the the, the sort of like impasse about the budget with Congress, what I felt like was that this is a situation where Congress are not protecting anybody's interests but their own. Right. And Obama honestly wants to do things that make sense. Right? Like, he is thinking about this and has the best interests of the country and the country's future at heart. But is that because he is actually a good guy and old rich white republican congressmen are actually bad guys or is that just the thing that i believe based on based on the rhetoric of my particular mob which is widespread but but silver-tongued and well-connected and it it terrifies me I... i mean what the fuck can you ever know I am getting away from good good and bad kind of like I think there's like good 
for my interests and bad for my interests, kind of. Like, old white guys are not necessarily evil. Like, Republican dudes who are, like, who would rather see old people go without medicine than their taxes go up are not necessarily evil. They're looking out for their interests in a way that I don't particularly understand. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I can say, like, Republican policies are bad for the planet, but they're good for everybody making money, and if we want to believe that the planet's not in as dire shape as we think it is, then... No, they're not good, they're not good for everybody making money, right? They're good for... They're, for they're people good for that already of, have it. I mean, I do, I do believe... Like, I don't know that I... Yeah, I don't know that I believe that a wealth disparity is an inherently bad thing, but I do believe that a wealth disparity causes a lot of problems, right. which I guess that's the definition of a bad thing, is a thing <laughs> that causes a lot of problems. But, like... I, you know, I, I, like, it, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, well, the world should be a place where women who are interested in being engineers shouldn't have a hard time becoming engineers because they are women. But to come at that from the other direction and say, all right, 99% of engineers are men and only 1% are women and that should be 50 50 so how can we move towards that is just the wrong way of looking at that i think Hmm. and and so i think everybody and i mean nobody's arguing for this right but like i i kind of i kind of believe that if there is to be any sort of social justice that there has to be bad stuff that happens to you if you are terrible at everything and don't work at anything and make bad decisions you know and so the idea that like there shouldn't be any poor people rings very false to me I think there shouldn't be there shouldn't be any starving people There, there shouldn't be any people you know dying of exposure I can certainly get behind those sentiments I mean I think but, but the, the, the problem okay go on, go on I think part of part of what government is for is keeping everybody at least like alive and at a bare minimum you know right so I feel like why bother having a country if we're just if it's just everybody is out for themselves and that's it so, but at the same time, you know, I absolutely don't think that if you're just a lazy motherfucker that you should have as much success. You know, like, we should take money from somebody who's actually earning it and give it to you. Yeah, I mean, this is a dick... This is just... I feel like this is a dick thing to say, but I am entirely fine with giving the poor as much food and shelter as they can use, just not money. No, I don't right? think that's because, a dick thing to say. That's a, that's I mean, a and, that, that, and that's say. that's always been like the that has always been the thing that I think maybe I've not clarified that has always made my my views on welfare seem really dickish. Right. I mean, and also a lot of a lot of bitterness associated with personal experience has right. has also poisoned me about. 
I about a lot like of things, but also just reinforced a bunch of stuff that I already believe. So hey, which is what all anybody can ever ask for, really. But I feel like the the problem right now with the, like the vanishing middle class, etc., is just wages keep staying stagnant for the just Bob the worker, and the extra money is just getting funneled straight into the CEO, you know, the board and the shareholders. And to me, that's kind of a problem. Like, even yeah. Henry Ford was kind of a dick, but he understood that if you pay your employees well, they can buy your shit, and they will. And a guy on his, like, tenth million isn't going to contribute to the economy in a meaningful way. In, yeah, I guess the here's, the, here's the, the, the issue that I have with the way that this is being gone about is that, like, increasing the amount of money, increasing the, like... The the I, I don't even remember what the word is. The, the just the percentage tax that is owed once you've made above a certain amount of money, right? Right. That is that is going to result in our coffers being significantly depleted, right? Because we are at that scale, but we are not the problem. You know, like me trying to keep enough cash reserves that we can afford to keep everybody on board for a few months to try to make a new project if KOL goes tits up. Right. Right? That's not the problem. Right? That this is not what's this is not like while while this puts the and probably it puts me because despite like clever anecdotes about corporate personhood, asymmetric is not a person. Right. But but asymmetric is the 1%, right? Because when you start looking at it on a scale of like what it takes to keep eight or 10 dudes alive, the 99th percentile, you, it doesn't, those numbers are not actually that big. And so our taxes get increased. Asymmetric's taxes get increased, which just means we have a diminished ability to sock away money. They don't want us, I guess, in, a, in some ways, they don't want us socking away money. They want us hiring people. Right. But we're right. not going to hire people, right? Because I, because I I'm to. not going to, I'm not going to hire somebody if I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to continue to pay them in a year if they're doing a good job. Yeah. Right. Like I don't want to, I don't want to hire people so that we can spend all of Asymmetric's money so that we don't have to pay taxes on it. If that just means that we have to lay them off when there is a slow quarter, and so this is going to affect us in some way, probably not meaningfully. Right. It probably like. I don't even know what the change is in in the percent rate. It's but. above... But I don't know what it is for corporate, because for it's for individuals and couples, is what I've heard. Well, so right, I don't know but what the because, corporate rate is. But because of the way, because of the, way the corporation is, is structured, it is just me. Okay. Right, I mean, on paper, asymmetric money is my money. I don't treat it that way, and I keep a, I maintain a, a separation that I, that I work to honor, you know, and, but but it, I mean the, you know up until this point, like all of the money that Asymmetric makes that we don't use to pay for servers or pay people's salaries, like we just write a check every quarter for thirty five percent of it to the government, and that percentage is going to go up to some extent that I that I don't know what it is and I get a little bit bitter when I think that 
because all of Facebook's profits happen in Ireland for some fucked up lying liar asshole greedy fuckface reason right that they're not going to actually pay any more taxes yeah and neither is Bank of America you know they, right. they haven't they didn't pay any taxes last year and they're not gonna this year but I mean that's the thing it is it is very easy to get public support behind oh yeah millionaires should pay higher taxes people who earn more than four hundred thousand dollars a year should pay more taxes and it is very difficult to say there need to be sweeping reforms about offshore tax shelters so that companies have to pay the taxes that the law already says that they owe. I mean, that's the that's the long goal. But I mean, this is a government right now that can't agree to raise the debt ceiling and pay for shit that we've already spent. Yeah. This is a Congress that can't agree that we should pay damage to the pay the damage claims for the for Hurricane Sandy. So I you know I learned recently why why that is that way. It's because the districts that the Congress people are, are in are so gerrymandered that they're they never have to worry about someone from another party beating them out. They have to worry about if they don't if they don't pander to the base enough or and you know the base of the Republican Party is kind of the fringe now that somebody crazier than they are will come along and take their seat in the primary next time. So it's it's just the system is not set up for if you're shitty enough as a Republican then a Democrat's going to come in. It's unless you are butt fucking insane like your party wants you to be somebody even crazier than you will get elected and so that's why we can't have nice things. I I do think it is it is very disingenuous of people who are small business owners to say like oh sorry I'm firing you because Obama or you know I'm not giving you a tip because my taxes went up instead I'm giving you this anti-Obama business okay. card which probably happened fucking twice but because sure. I saw it on the internet oh this is a problem with assholes in America <laughs> well when, like the Papa John's dude and a couple of other guys who are multi-millionaires living in mansions who are, you know, this is going to cost me, this is going to cut into my profits so deeply that I'm either going to have to raise my prices or fire people or whatever. And it's like, uh, no, fuck you, no. You could just have slightly less profit this year as a, you know, it could, just can't keep going up and up and up. Like, well, Wendy, okay, Wendy's but, so, but is cutting I mean, from, employees' but hours. From their, but like, from their point you, of no, view, you like, you like, could, uh, you could have less profit, but like, I have a, I have a hard time. Like I, it bothers me that Asymmetric is going to have to pay more money this year, and that that money is just going to kill Pakistanis, sure. as opposed to like feeding the poor. Right. That bugs me a little bit, and and I think that if I was like, well, you know what, fuck this. Like, I'm just looking out for me. I don't know that I feel like that would make me a real bad guy. I would feel like a dick if I just, like, fired everybody 
and then kept all the money that KOL made while I struggled to keep it afloat by myself and and let it die for that. Like, I would feel like a dick if I did that. But it would not be because I felt like that I had done something that was, like, inherently unethical. I, I think I would feel like I was letting my friends down. Hmm. You know, I was I breaking promises that I made to people, which is inherently unethical. But, like, it... Like, the guys who started Papa John's, like, are the guys who started Papa John's, right? Like, this is not... Yeah, the, the guy, he's Papa John. And it's just, it's just that... Cra- like, it's this thing where it's like, all right, well, I just started a I, I invented a new kind of light bulb and I'm making them in my garage and I'm making ten million dollars a year from this new light bulb that I invented and I'm sending them all I'm mailing them all out myself. Like how much of that ten million dollars should I get to keep? Well, all of it. Right? Is what a reasonable person would say. No. You pay okay, beyond what you pay in your taxes. Yeah, no, right? you you just you pay your taxes because you're you're living in a society that made it possible for you to have that success. And you pay back into the society okay. so that it can but, so society can continue to flourish. But yeah, absolutely. Okay. But, but then, but I mean, that guy, like yeah. you, when nobody thinks that they are rich, this is a, this is a thing that you learn once you start looking at survey results and and talking to people. Right? Everybody believes that they are in trouble or will be in trouble if things change for the worse. Right. right. This is just like this is why people succeed is because of this, this anxiety and this drive, right? And so, like, I don't know. You know, may, like maybe the guy, maybe the guy running Papa John's has a bunch of gambling debt, and so the only thing that is keeping his head on top of his shoulders is the payments that he is making to the mob in the amount of all of his money. Right. And if if he makes less money for whatever reason. I mean, you know, people don't like to make decisions that result in them having less than they had before they made the decision. Yeah. So if su- if suddenly the primary thing affecting how much money you have is what the baseline tax rate in the highest tax bracket is, then suddenly that becomes a thing that is entirely out of your control and if something happens to it that makes it so you have less money, there is nothing you can do to improve your own situation without being a total asshole. Yeah, but there's something about like imagining, like Mr. Papa John, imagining that the reason why his business continues to be successful is solely because of him. And that the people who are making the pizzas and delivering the pizzas and managing his stores are worth so little that like he, he's doing them a favor, right? He's giving them a job. He's paying them seven bucks an hour. What the fuck else do you want from him? And then he's crying poor from his like forty nine hundred square foot mansion that he well, just right, built. Well, right, because it, and because it's very easy. That's it's very really easy to easy. hate a guy who has a nicer house than you. It is really easy to hate a guy who's crying about how poor he is when you know that the people who are working for him are living on ramen noodles and can't even well, afford his okay, pizza. Okay, but but I mean, I guess here's here's a question: like, whining how about much, how he doesn't have any money when he lives. How in much? How much money should you pay somebody who doesn't know how to do anything and is high all the time? Somebody who is making your business happen, if he if they don't do anything and they're high all the time, you fire them. 
if they're doing a good job delivering your pizzas, you pay them enough money that they can buy a pizza at your place. Or, you, you know, you, you just give them the fucking health insurance and quit complaining about it. And if you no, want to raise your prices of your pizza 14 cents, then you raise the price of your pizza 14 cents and you shut the fuck up about it. I mean, yeah, it, it already you, costs then, $50 then God, a you, pizza. You already whine about how much a Papa John's pizza costs. Yeah, so it, it already just, costs at least $50 every time you have Papa John's, so you might as well add that 14 cents in. I mean, like, uh, so people, it, it do you costs, know what it would cost to pay people at Walmart enough that they wouldn't have to be on fucking government assistance? Something like seven cents per item in the store. And well, to me, right, that, but the that reason, is but the reason, no-brainer. the reason that Walmart makes the money that Walmart makes is because all of their items are seven cents cheaper than the equivalent item somewhere else. I mean, it, like, there's, I, I dislike Walmart as an institution. I mean, I, I sort of dislike all large institutions, but like Walmart, Walmart in particular, and I'm not saying that they're the good guys by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think that a lot of the bad shit that is caused as a result of Walmart is sort of the American people having made their bed by making all of their purchasing decisions based solely on what is the cheapest. Oh, yeah. And I don't know, man. You you know, you're right that the right... Well, I guess. (laughs) One of of Hot Stuff's MIT friends made a pretty convincing argument for this not making a lot of fucking sense. And I I wanted to dislike the guy for feeling this way, but like... Why why is it your employer's job to give you health insurance? No, that's a and question why, we should like, ask. Why sure. is it not your employer's job to give you car insurance? No, that's a question we can ask. That why why does health insurance have to come from your employer? But the answer is that it was a way for your employer to not have to pay you as much back in the day. Is they could give you this benefit. And then it well, it's generally to, not like that now. I mean, we are extremely unusual in that you don't have to pay anything for the health insurance that right. Symmetric provides. You know, right, I mean, and now you know, it's, looking it's at that it, we pay part so, of it, so but this it's is, still here's just the thing. pants weddingly expensive for a person to buy it on their own. It, because, you know, so insurance is cheaper, health insurance is cheaper if you're organized in a group. And one of the places in which people are organized in groups is their place of employment, Right. Right. You know, it costs it costs as much as an additional employee, and granted, it not 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 an additional employee on your level, but an additional employee like on a part time part time or contract level, right? Like, we could have another riff instead of health insurance. Yeah, but then riff riff probably would have been dead. And and I think well, okay, so that's. That is a pretty easy decision to make, right? Like we yeah, are, also we are in not your best interests. We are not really a company who will make more money if we hire another writer, right? Right. I mean, it like we got to where we are not because this is the most efficient like money making machine, but because this is just where you know these are the guy. This is the group of guys that we work well with, and you know there are things that you can't like commodify. And thinking about something where you could, right? Like, imagine that Asymmetric was a hundred times the size that it is. And so, well, we could either provide health insurance to, to all of our employees at no cost to them, or we could 
open 30 new stores, employ that many more people, make that much more money so that we could open 30 more stores, so that we could employ that many more people, so that we could make that much more money, right? And mm-hmm. at, at, at a certain point, like, these decisions, though they are being made by a guy who likes his mansion, are are also, like, subject to the math that distance creates when you're looking at, like, well, okay, what is actually the best thing to do here? Right. Y- you know, I mean, I like, I've decided that I would rather have fewer people and pay them plenty of money so that they're happy and give them good benefits. Yeah, like, it's weird for me to take part in this debate because I'm not really part of the people that I feel are suffering. Because, you know, my situation is pretty much perfect, so... But I see, like... Why does this guy make $12 an hour for this factory job that he was... He would have made $12 an hour for in 1975? Like, how come the corporate profit for this thing has gone from $3 million to $300 million, but the employees are still getting paid the same. Like, how come the CEO gets a $1.5 million bonus and they lay off 100,000 people? Like, none of, the, none of that shit makes any sense, and it only makes sense if you think that the success of the company is entirely contingent on the, like, three guys at the head, and the workers are interchangeable cogs that you begrudgingly pay the bare minimum you can. And it well, just seems sure. like that's not a tenable, that's not a sustainable position. But you know, it's it's been that way for thirty years. So there there is also there is also sometimes though, like in that particular case, the CEO gets a million dollar bonus. Which, how many guys would that have paid? Right, like ten executives, twenty managers 25 guys making $12 an hour right and like or to sure say, like as we've seen but, but, like, but I mean like, like so the CEO gets a million dollars but they also spent a million dollars on air conditioning they couldn't have like just turned it up a degree like I do at my house I mean sure well, we're talking giving somebody a bonus when the company is not doing well, I guess. But you're like the situation with Hostess that was billed as I, mean, I, get, I, I give you bonuses every year, yeah, you do. irrespective of how the company is doing. And if some year you said I'm either going to lay off Riff or not give you a bonus, I would say don't give me a bonus. Mm, you say that now. We'll, well see when I the chips are down. I've seen the I've seen the glint in your eyes. Riff owns He's the first guy. And- Riff is the first guy turning into a ham if we're on an island together. <laughs> well, that's because he's just he's succulent, you know. It's yeah, he's, yep. it's not a problem with the guy. And he already he already wears those shoes that look like little chef hats for whatever reason. Right. Has the lacing on his chest. We gotta get some of those shoes. Well, it's, it's, all right. So I guess by ham, I meant turkey. Also, <laughs> you know, my my brain went immediately from the like Flintstones looking bone in ham to turkey without noticing that you had changed your metaphor on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Does, I guess ham doesn't ever have legs. Does that be like? Oh, let's check it out. This is like this this pig had a conjoined twin. 
<laughs> this is a. <laughs> this turkey weird. is made out of ham. This ham also has a head. <clears throat> hey, you want to take a break and come back and loathe a little bit? Sure. All right, we'll be right back with Kingdom of Loathing stuff in uh, about 15 minutes. And we're back. Hey. 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 I had a good time being on a break. How are you? Oh, it was uh, that was a good break, yeah. I looked at some gore on Reddit. Ah, uh, yes. Did you see the, the girl's tattoo that fell off? I did. That, that is exactly stuff. the gore that I was looking at. That was, uh, that was fascinating. There's a certain level of, of shit that happens to a, a person's body where it's just, it doesn't even register as gore anymore. It's just like, wow. That's... Uh, the special effects are amazing. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah. that one was like, wow, I, I... When I got my tattoo, I had kind of the nightmare that my tattoo would just slide off of my body. And uh, I guess apparently that can happen sometimes. Good to know. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of grisly things that can happen to people and then they're just fine. Which is weird. Yeah. Right? It's always weird to me to see how badly somebody can be fucked up and still be alive. And then also think about how trivially easy it is to kill somebody. Right, like the guy that you can trip and fall and hit your head on the counter on the way down and you're dead. But somebody can get a railroad spike through their temple and be fine. Yep. Man. Uh, so Blister Guy wrote in the forum thread Oh my god, the song from Arrested Development Please tell me Mr. Skullet has that song because he enjoyed it from that show And not for some other much less cool reason What song did I play last week That was from Arrested Development? I don't know I've still only seen Three episodes of Arrested Development And it's not, not because I don't want to watch it But because I have Doctor Who to watch Doctor Who to watch? Yes Aging Doctor Who to watch <laughs> Hey <laughs> hey baby, show Jal- me your who to watch. It's okay, I'm a doctor. Jalalipop Jal- says, "What's your favorite type of cake? What's oh. your favorite type of cake, Mr. Skullhead? Pie near in close proximity to me. I like uh, cheap ass grocery store sheet cake with buttercream frosting, and it has to have the the buttercream frosting that's so. It shady. doesn't matter whether it's uh, it actually has the sugar it's just, crystals. It has to be one of the two. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it, as long um, as it's frosted with either butter or cream. It's fine. I like an unfrosted grocery store angel food cake that has been uh, left out just long enough for it to get chewy, mm. uh, but not long enough for it to get crunchy. Right. Do you, do you ever uh, take a, uh, an angel food cake and put some strawberries on it? No, but that sounds pretty good. It will take some, slice some strawberries and put them in a Tupperware with a little bit of water and a little bit of sugar and shake it up. And then yeah, put gl- that on. Glaze the, them up a little bit. Yeah, put that on the angel food cake. That's good stuff. I like a, um, I like to, I like it when you get, uh, well, as a kid, I like this. I haven't had this in a long, long, long time, but that uh, glaze that you often get at the grocery store in a little tub when strawberries are in season. Sure. Just sort of like a, like a runny strawberry jelly. 
I like to mix some strawberries into that, or at least I did, you know, 20 years ago. Mix some strawberries into that and then put them on those little disc uh, puck-shaped yellow cake plates. Yeah. The, uh, what you generally get when you get strawberry shortcake kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't actually know what shortcake is or shortbread. It's, it's cake with shortening in it, right? And shortening is like lard? I have no idea. Yeah, shortening is like lard, but I have no idea what shortbread is. I know Mom's Little Baby likes it. Likes it. Right. I've never had any long bread either. It's like it's, like, it's what you use to make a long pork sandwich. Right. This, this bread is the size and shape of a man's leg. So maybe a, a baguette hey, get over here, is riff. long bread. Yeah, on today's episode, we eat riff. Evangion Q says, As familiars go, I greatly look forward to are a fairy kokobo combo fam and a sombrero plus purse rat combo fam. Sombrero plus purse rat would be... Like, no fun for most people and also way too powerful. That's the purse rat is monster level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the sombrero, the sombrero rewards you for taking risks and... The purse rat allows you to take additional risk for additional reward, and so you would just be you would be having Jalalipop's aforementioned cake and eating it too. Hmm. Fairy plus Kokobo, that's not that's not really busted though. Not anymore. Baby Scarf Ace says, "Ah, that baby is so good at scarfs." Uh, when are the smut orcs going to be replaced with something that aren't smut orcs? I apologize if at any point in that thread I gave the impression that we were definitely going to change it. Because yeah. that's that's not going to happen. I would still... Yeah, I, think I, I think I've let that blow over, yeah. is what I've done. I would still do the the clean version of it if you wanted to do it. I, I don't think it would take very long to just bang out some different monsters and items for that. Ha 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 ha. It seems like it would be really hard. I would have a hard time doing that. Yeah. I, I would just I want to hide worse things in it. Right. You know? No, I, I don't think I would have a problem writing it up. It just depends on whether you think it's worth the time or whether you would tell me to do it even though you obviously don't think it's worth the time well well, yeah I mean it's not that I don't think it's worth it it's not it is not ever like a thing that would rise to my list of the top five things I feel like we should be spending our time on but like part of what makes us work so great as a company is we are often working on things that are not on that list sure so yeah I don't know I mean it could just it, it could alternate like the hole in the sky you know, yeah. so if you're deeply offended by something, you know, like a really obvious joke about genitals, then you're only going to see it every other ascension. Uh, Blister Guy says, clovers are even more important now. You need one to make a blue peak more manageable, and clovering for orcs is important in many challenge paths due to not having access to unaccompanied minor. Uh, not to mention making a blessed box is a good idea. Ah! That's what Blister Guy sounds like now. He's a parrot? Uh, sure. I have a parrot who is also maybe a bumbling scientist. A parrot who is being voiced by someone in Jim Henson's Creature Shop. 
<laughs> would it, what would a bumbling parrot look like? If Can you bumble and fly at the same time? Yeah, I think it would just be that kind of awkward lurching flying, maybe. You know what I forgot about until I was listening to an episode of uh, the Jordan Jesse Go podcast today where they kept making jokes about a pelican? Right. I was driving to the airport like a month ago, and there was a fucking pelican. Why was there a pelican in Phoenix? We have seagulls here. That that makes zero sense. But yeah, pelican in Phoenix is double double W, double WTF. Did it escape from the zoo? Is escape a word? Did it unscape from the animal farm? Yeah, you know the animal museum, the live animal museum. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Snuffstyle420 says, Have you guys seen awesome games done quick marathon going on this week? Tons of video games being speedily played as fast as possible to help raise money for charity. It is definitely worth a look. You know, I always like when I hear about some guys like, I'm going to play Super Mario Brothers for four days for charity. But Jesus, do I not want to watch that. Yeah. Like, I have a really hard time watching... I have, like... So... You know, Mr. Skullhead, that I loves me some The Gun Run, and I'm super happy that The Gun Run is, like, a, the guy now on that whole Twitch TV thing. Yeah. But it is so hard for me to imagine just watching somebody play video games. Hmm. Even, so, like, the Idle Thumbs guys will do, like, a stream sometimes where they play a game, and they are guys that, like, I like listening to them talk about video games. Sure. But even those are just kind of, like... I can't like it's not like it's bad it's just that I need something else to watch while I'm watching this Uh in order to not be bored but yeah I mean it's all it's cool that you know charity and video games intersect yeah those those are two things that I like uh, having watched, uh, Lightwolf says, having watched them do a stream of Mega Man speedruns as well as several other retro games, I'm all in favor of your idea of adding tier two or new pixel color recipes to the Mystic after completing the jar. You know you want to. I do, and I did. Uh, WVO Quiet says, video game of the year. Uh, I think this is actually supposed to be the Hot Stuff and Riff. On that note, hurry up and play The Walking Dead, Hot Stuff and Riff. Jick Jif- keeps hinting at things he wants to say about it, and I want you to do a spoiler section. Maybe just bring in Jick's girlfriend. She mentioned on Video Games Taco that she's played it, and it's her goatee. It's somebody that she used to know? Yeah. Gotcha. Is that the name of that band? Uh, it's Goatee. Yeah. G-O-T-Y-E. Yeah, Game of the Year edition. I have a really hard time answering that question. Yeah. You know, like, I I stand by my earlier assertion that I think the Walking Dead game is pretty important. Um, The game that I got the most excited about and spent the most time on this year was probably FTL. But it is... It is difficult for me to imagine ever being interested in making a specific enough list of things that either of those games would be on the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never really understood the focus on... I, you're like an Oscars guy, right? Yeah. And so you want, you want to give awards to things that are 
good because you want you want to give prestige to the people in the organizations that make things that you feel are meaningful contributions to culture, right? Right. But like all movies are the same medium in a way that all games are just flat out not. And I don't think that it makes any sense for there to be best picture when when even like a movie and a television show are more the same thing than World of Warcraft and FTL. Right? And they have two entirely distinct sets of awards for movies and television shows. Yeah, and I think it is kind of the same thing as having say Beauty and the Beast and Pulp Fiction be nominated for the same award. So it is weird when movies do it too, but I agree that it's even weirder with games because there's such a, a wider gamut. And it just seems like game of the game of the year is just this thing, right? Where best picture Like something winning best picture does not guarantee a sequel. Right. Right. There's a lot of there's just a lot of shit going on in games media and the games industry that is super weird to me. Like companies saying that the people who work on this game, their bonuses are contingent on review scores. And then review scores are completely fucked because you get fired if you ever give a game less than a seven. Right. As a games journalist. And any one outfit that tries to buck that system and bring some sanity back into it just gets drowned out by being the only outlier. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it, it's just like, I feel like maybe the games industry has latched onto some things in an effort to seek out external assurances of legitimacy that they didn't really need. Hmm. And as it's like, why, why does anyone give a fuck what Spike TV thinks about video games? And yet Spike TV's VGAs are fairly prestigious. And, you know, people get jobs because of winning those and people get raises because of winning those people get you know laid because of winning those (laughs) but like it's like welcome to the tbs awards for innovation in hvac and this year's tbs air conditioner of the year is (laughs) the lamarck gt30 um that was really specific. <laughs> the, the Lamarck, uh, the Lamarck GT30 is, is an especially good air conditioner because it um, it didn't just rely on like conceptual improvements as a result of its uh, it, its its designers learning things from previous generations or like this is being built uh, with the same molds as air conditioners that survived a really long time and so it's similar to them. It actually like got better as a result of something that happened after it was built. <laughs> uh, see, this is a joke about the Lamarckian uh, view of evolution that really didn't go anywhere. 
No, but I uh, also I'm pretty tank. sure that Lamarck is not a brand of air conditioners, but. Hey, uh, I, I enjoy. So the yeah, F- FTL game of the year, unambiguous. <laughs> yeah, I I enjoy lists of the best things, and I enjoy hearing people talk about why X and Y are the best things. And I enjoy people picking things that are better than the others, and then I can can briefly be interested in like, okay, of all the movies that came out this year, you picked these ten, and which of these do I feel is my favorite of them? And, and sure, I, like I think there's value to that, but there's not that much value. Like it's weird that it would mean anything in the real world that somebody got any of those awards that we're talking about. I mean, so is it is it the case that you have you ever discovered a movie because of the Oscars? Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess I have too. I, I tend to so that's I tend to try and watch the things that are nominated, and I'm sure that there are good movies that aren't nominated that I just never see, and then that's fine too. So. I'm glad that the Walking Dead game is getting the attention that it's getting because it means that more people will play it. I don't have a sense of whether to recommend that game to you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I I found it so so like it is it is a thing that really in my mind to fully experience it requires you to have like two hours two uninterrupted hours where that's all you're doing and that's all you're going to do. Uh-huh. And at the end of that two hours, you will feel like shit. <laughs> and so it's hard, it, like, it is hard for me to recommend it to you because you are not pretentious. I am pretty pretentious. Are you? It, it is, it, it, it is like the most emotionally effective game that I've ever encountered. It is, from an actual gameplay standpoint, barely a game. You know, it is it is like a it is a a a, a video choose your own adventure that occasionally makes you actually take a guy's hand and do some horrible thing that has to be done. Uh-huh. Um and there are occasionally some very simple adventure game style puzzles to solve. Um Yeah, I don't know, man. The way that game fucked me up, I cannot even imagine if I had kids. Right. How I would have felt about it. But it's, I don't know, man. I think you can get the first episode for free and play it on your iPad. iPod? Excellent. You would never buy an iPad. No. Maybe. Darzil says, uh, listening to your chat on the radio about hearing accordions, I couldn't help thinking about my wife's band who do pop rock covers of con combinations of accordions, banjo, ukulele, guitar, and violin. Much silliness ensues. Sadly, the wrong side of the pond for you to hear live. Uh, yeah, the name of this band is apparently Way Out West, and you can find them on SoundCloud. Uh, I listened to some of it. I don't... I, the, 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 the sampling of it that I listened to, in a way, kind of strains the definition in my head of the word cover... Yeah. Yeah, because like, I I don't. Okay, so if you if there's a song, and then you 
do like a polka version of the song with the same chord progression and the same lyrics. Was that a cover? Yeah. I guess that's a cover. I mean, that's something you want out of a cover, right? Because you want it to to change something about the song so that it plays in a different way. Is that what you want? Yeah. I mean, otherwise, why does it exist? Well, okay. If it doesn't recontextualize the song a little bit. See, I told you I was pretentious. Okay. Right, all right. You're, you're, probably, you're probably also outraged about the copyright and advertising battle over that guy that made a thing by stitching together clips of other things. Yeah. What are we talking about? Because it was, it was transformative. Exactly. I don't know. I think it was some Twilight and Buffy thing. That was sad because that thing was cool. You know. And I don't... Uh, the, the deal with that, though, is that he went to court and had like a court declared that it was fair use and yet they were still taking it out and like that's the problem is not that you know they were disagreeing about fair usage it was settled but they continued to issue takedown warnings like a bunch well of yeah but I mean YouTube doesn't have any obligation to continue to host things just because they're legal of course not right I mean that just means they can't sue him but they can't Google Google can't afford to piss off the megaliths or the copperliths. Is that like a rock made out of poop? Yep. Fossilized dinosaur poop. Nice. Copperlith. Do you have... Do, why, do you have some? Yeah, you those are the... Man. Those are the pebbles that I put in my mouth when I... When I want to keep from getting thirsty. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like it would probably stop you from getting hungry. Oh, uh, well... Oh, maybe you wouldn't know. If it's actually fossilized, it's not like it's going to turn back into poop. It was like, oh, I found a fossilized baby dinosaur and I put it in my mouth for a while and it came back to life. I believe that is the plot of Jurassic Park 4. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Uh, I Eat Food says, why is the sushi rolling mat lost upon ascension? Uh, Because it made sense to have it in the kitchen and then everything in the kitchen gets lost on ascension because that has... Uh, relevant gameplay reasons uh, I understand that that's lame and it will be addressed in March um, other questions from the long forgotten from when you were on the road Schlorp says the knoll is really RNG swinging my back of the envelope math says it takes on average 20 plus turns to get an empty meat tank and since most of that is due to monster distribution on toolbox RNG there are many ways for a skilled player to speed it up there aren't many ways for a skilled player to speed it up Pleader. Uh, yeah, something is wrong. Either I have something stuck in my teeth that I don't know what it is, or like I have a filling coming out or something because I suddenly can't really close my mouth properly. Right. And it's it's both freaking me out and messing with my ability to talk. So sorry about that, listening public. Uh, would you consider a mini null revamp to make these areas a little more friendly? Uh, yeah, actually, I would. I would love to uh, redo the knoll such that <clears throat> it is divided up into multiple areas that are zones where you know you do stuff in them, and they have fewer monsters. Because that is that like that is the only place in the game that's like that. 
right? Yeah. It's there's something in there that's really important that you have to get, but there are also like twelve different monsters, each of which drops one item. You know, and just have have a little bit more. Like right now, the 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 knob is a place when you're fighting the goblins, and it is also a place when you are dressed as a goblin, and those places have a relationship that makes it seem like more of a living place in a world that exists on its own. And the knoll is just not like that. The knoll is like, it's like the sleazy back alley until you are that sign, and then it's like the knob in the outfit, right? right. So... Yeah, making making those coins a little similar on on either side, and yeah, I mean, it, basically anything that we did to it would help with that whole meat tank screw. Right. Although I will point out that you can also just buy a bus pass. Uh, so there are these past event items, says Lightwolf, Necromancer Stein, and the Enchanted Fire Extinguisher. They're offhands that give plus 100% spell damage, plus 30 to spell damage, and tune spells to a specific element. In this case, Spooky and Cold. Then there are two old items, Wanda Voskis and Old Scratch's Ashcan. These give 100% spell damage, 30 spell damage, and tune your spells to stinky or hot, respectively. When I tried switching from the Stein to the Wand, though, it did not appear to work as expected. After a bug report and some more careful rereading, it seems that the Wand only works when your class is Postomancer, and the event items affect Postomancer spells but work regardless of your class. Are you planning to eventually introduce event versions of those stinky? and hot offhand items or would you consider making those old items work regardless of your class at this point is it that they only work if you are a postamancer or they only work on postamancer spells oh. it, it probably should be the case that they only work on postamancer spells because there aren't there are not stinky versions of or spooky versions of sorcerer spells that's like part of the way that sorcerers work Um, well, I found that thing and I have no idea what it is. It looks like a piece of metal. I think I just had a chunk of a filling break off. What? That fucking sucks. Yeah, hasn't your face suffered enough? Yeah. Man, now I'm gonna be swallowing a big chunk of mercury or some shit. Did you get the mercury fillings or did you pay extra to uh, upgrade to the argon fillings? These are probably really old. I think they're probably asbestos fillings. Right. Um, I'll get them replaced with some new uh, carbon nanotube fillings, which are apparently as bad for you as asbestos. Neat. Isn't that um, what the entire future is going to be made out of? Yeah, it turns out the entire future is filled with uh, everybody dying of lung cancer prematurely. Neat. But that's mostly because smoking is going to get cool again. Did it ever stop? No, it didn't. That's what I've been trying to say. Um, you know, I need to go to the dentist anyway. I, f I forgot. In the midst of my drug-addled haze during my surgery recovery, I remember listening to a voicemail where a woman said, I'm oh, just calling to confirm your dentist appointment. And me saying, sure, yeah, okay. <laughs> I have this problem now uh, where my phone is almost entirely useless as a phone. So uh, the way that I find out that somebody has called me when I'm at my house is that maybe I will get a voicemail the next day. Yeah, what is, what is the deal? I don't know. It has, like, AT&T's coverage has just gotten so much worse, specifically at my house and the office. Yeah. 
I don't get it. You know, T-Mobile gave me this signal booster thing that I stuck. Like, I stuck a receiver in the window and then had a repeater unit in like the middle of the house, and it made it so I just have godlike coverage in my entire house, including the basement where I had nothing before. Oh, huh. You should ask if they have something like that. And can I have two of them, please? Right. Please I mean, I don't really yeah. care that much about my phone working at home. Like <laughs> About your phone working as a phone? Well, no, not at my house. Although the one exception was, like, when I found out, like, 36 hours after my grandpa was hospitalized. Right. That was... That would have sucked if it had not gone swimmingly for whatever reason. Man, my grandpa is a badass. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I just went in for a checkup, and then they put me in the hospital. I had to put a stent in my uh, aorta. Now I'm already back to work. Still just fucking farming. He's probably not farming now. It's probably too cold to farm now. He could be growing icicles uh, to make the this year's winter princess crown. That's a thing that happens in rural environments, That's right? That's the thing they do. I thought it was just the corn princess in the, in the fall. Oh. Well, but then who does she fight? Oh, right, right. You gotta, the you spring, know, there can't the be light without, shad- without shadow. There can't be life without death. There can't be a corn princess without an ice priestess. Uh, so I meant priestess. Awesome. Gaga654 says... For the purposes of the Mad Hatter buffs, we have no 5-character or 21-character hats, but there is an effect for 21-character hats, uh, as well as for 29 and 30, yet there is no gap in IDs for 4- and 6-character buffs, so there is no effect for 5-character hats. Is there any reason for this? Are 5-character hats never going to exist in the kingdom? What about 1, 2, and 3-character hats? There is no effect for those, either. Um, that's That would surprise me if there wasn't an effect for that. Let me look at that code. I don't remember what that container document is called. Um, so let me look at clan, whoa, clan VIP lounge, uh, mirror, I forward search, no, glass, I forward search. Um, okay. There's some stuff about you looking at the looking glass, and then it goes, so what? That's in the looking glass, isn't it? Does yeah. that take you someplace? I thought it, it Yeah, the, the looking glass takes you to a zone in the plains. Oh! Wait, no, the rabbit hole. Yeah, it, lets, yeah. it, it unlocks the rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, why do we do that? That's weird. Uh, let's see, you've already had a tea party. What does that do? It starts... A choice. That choice being choice number 441. Let us look. Man, it is so fucking great to be able to type a choice ID into the spindler and have it load now. Yeah. Okay. So it's got a bunch of uh, titles and stories for various... uh... Oh, I see. Okay, so the reason that you think that there isn't one for five is that anything five or lower gets that same effect. And so it seems like four is an outlier. 
when it would just be the same as five if there was a five. Right. All right. So that explains that mystery. Um, there will certainly never be a one character hat. <laughs> I don't know. If we get a particularly hilarious character for it, maybe. Yeah, okay. Like a, ca- a carrot would maybe be like a funny hat from an ASCII zone. Yeah. Uh, a carrot's just a funny hat anyway. Like, what do you. What, are you a snowman whose head is Yeah, are you a snowman whose head is on 90 degrees <laughs> off square? Um. <laughs> Check it out, I'm a snowman, except I've got a carrot for a hat and a hat for a nose. (laughs) If your hat was too small. Yeah. Alternatively, I'm just a snowman that somebody vandalized. Uh, Fideldar says, can free rests please remove one turn of beaten up? I know it's weird because it's an effect like any other, but oftentimes the free rests are wasted because uh, I and also players uh, who are not, or, and others who are not good at this game, am resting to get rid of beaten up. Normally I wouldn't ask something like this, but since it really only affects new or sucky players. Yeah, you know, in thinking about this, I would not be averse to all resting, always curing all turns of beaten up. Huh. Um... You know, because what, like, that's fine. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be hard. Uh, Case Wienerman says, hey, Scully, how much kingdom work can you do on your own? Are there tools for adding new zones and items? Boy, are there. There are tools for adding new zones and items and locations and monsters. And I, part of my resolve this year is to spend more time poking at some of that shit and less time being afraid of poking at some of that shit. Yeah, so, you're always... You know, like, instead of... You've always been nervous about... Like, instead of writing a post in the wiki that says, okay, I want to make this zone, or, like, a container document, and then there's, like, these three zones in it, and then, like, I should just try and see if I can figure out how to put that in. Yep. I'm gonna... I'm gonna do it. Oh, good. Um, yeah, it is... Uh, like, the more time that passes, the less time we have to spend actually messing with the scripts that make up the game and the more stuff that we can do in the database. In a lot of cases, we are cheating because the stuff that we're putting into the database is actually PHP code. Mm-hmm. But still, it doesn't require like editing and pushing scripts a lot of time. Like, there are some notable exceptions, like using items. I just today... Oh, hey, uh, speaking of which, I added that feature that you asked me for uh, last year to the item spinlet. You can now put tags in an I- on an item that okay. are at present just for uh, internal use, but then in the search box you can type tag colon and then a substring, and it will just list the items that have that tag. That's pretty excellent. Yeah, so... Uh, if you are if you are judicious about tagging all of the items that you're working on, it no longer matters if they are contiguous right. uh, in terms of item ID. Um, yeah. Oh, and also I made it so there's a code block for non-combat skills, so that when I am making, as I am right now, the avatar of Jarlsberg skills, I don't have to keep editing a script uh, to make them do stuff. They can just do stuff right there in the database. 
Uh, Wax says, when can C.D. Moyer come on the radio? Uh, I don't know. We're trying to get him out here or to San Francisco when we're in San Francisco. But, uh, you know, he's a family man. Schedules are always up in the air. Can't can't plan anything until you know whether your kid's got to dress up as a carrot. Yeah, or just wear one as a hat. He's got the lead in the in the mystical story of the snowman's hat. Right. Uh, Jake, why are there no farting boners in your psychoses? I think you are maybe confusing me with my girlfriend, who spends a lot more time talking about farts and boners than I do. I guess I spend a lot of time talking about pooping. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do spend a lot of time just peeing. You know, I, I drink a lot of water because I've heard that it's healthy to do so. Would you say you spend an abnormally long time uh, amount of the day peeing, or well, just your basic? I would say that I probably pee twelve times a day. Hmm. That seems like a lot, doesn't it? I don't know how many times I pee a day. I actually haven't. I think I. I it's certainly more than I used to. I mean, getting getting the picking up the carbonated water habit you know and just drinking two or three liters of water a day while I'm at my desk just makes it so I have to get up and piss a lot more right uh, can the orc orgasm have a cannon firing orc ultra rare the joke is that he stands behind the cannon and it looks like he has a really large penis man that is crude and rude yeah we would never okay. We are not a dude with that kind of tude. Uh, Exploding Frog says, Jake and Mr. Skullhead investigate pop cultural phenomenon known as Homestuck. Jake and Skullhead boggle vacantly at these shenanigans. Jake and Skullhead report findings and opinions to legions of adoring fans. Man, I... I just can't do it. I get why people like it, but that is a particular piece of culture like Doctor Who... I, that I feel like I I cannot afford the time that it would take for me to get on top of it at this point. Oh, Doctor Who's not that bad. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like I would have to watch all of them from the '60s on. No, that's, I, you that's, can't. You can tell me that I don't have to, but you can't is, tell me that I don't feel like I have to. That's kind of the point of there being the like they started renumbering them again and. Yeah, I. You should just watch the new stuff because it's, it's like half of half as much of buff of stuff as there is Buffy, say. Because there are seven seasons so far, and there are only like thirteen or fourteen episodes per season. You know, I watched the first one, and it good. was real, real stupid. Yeah, that one is super shitty. Keep going. <laughs> okay. That. All right, Adventure Time. I I have watched an Adventure Time, and it was super shitty, and I plan on watching more of it anyway. Okay. Well, as soon as you do that, then you can uh, then you can buy me DVDs of Doctor Who or something. It's on Netflix. Your face is on Netflix. Jeez. Jeez. Watch. Adventure. I kind of want to watch Twin Peaks uh, now that I know Twin Peaks is on Netflix. I've never seen any Twin Peaks. I don't know that I will. I'm My so parents watched it while it was on, by, so I saw a little bit of it. I'm so off-put by how David Lynch talks about the shit that he does that I don't really want to... I don't want to do David Lynch anymore. 
Uh, Schlurp says, on your first ascension, Hank's is a non-interactive, a construction site image. Why not let new players meet Hank and maybe even learn what Hank does? Uh, because what Hank does doesn't make any sense until you encounter it. Like, I already don't really want to explain the ascension mechanic to people in the ascension fact that you see, and trying to explain it before that is double anathema. Have you heard my new band, Double Anathema? Yeah, it's kind of goth uh, dubstep. Yeah, prog prog metal, I would say, but not P R A G U E. Oh, so like from Czechoslovakia? Yeah, or wherever prog. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I kind of want to go eat some Indian food. Ooh, that's a good idea. We had maybe, some some for maybe I'll get some lunch. some mercury non to refill the fucking filling that I also kind of want to investigate. Uh, is that a joke about how Freddie Mercury was of Indian descent? Because that that'd be great. No, I, Although keep, I, think I always he was forget. Persian, but yeah, is he Indian or Pakistani? I can pretend that uh, Indian food involves Freddie Mercury because anything that involves Freddie Mercury is fine with me. It says he was British. Well, yeah, but he was he's not like Irish. <laughs> he was a Parsi born in Zanzibar. All right, before you make up any other ridiculous words, uh we're going to say goodnight everybody.